0: and welcome to your weekly dose of the latest sustainability fun news facts and reviews brought to you by the green elephant this week as this israel and palestine wage war is sustainability just a rich world problem the india covid variant doesn't care about sustainable travel economic recovery at the expense of everything and trees breaking wind joining me to discuss these and more as usual is russell morning russell
1: But I missed the trees breaking winds oh, one. I'll <laughs> look forward to that one. breaking winds a big a big thing
0: in my household. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not coming to your household anyway. Also coming up, we're going to talk a bit about guideline, and it's game time, of course, with fact or fake and play your carbon right. We'll also be talking about Amazon, Exxon, Bitcoin, Tesla, plant trees, don't plant trees, mine Bitcoin, don't mine Bitcoin, climate targets, climate emergency, sinking and optimism so um (laughs) optimism in the face of an uh, israel palestine conflict again the way to start but um obviously a lot of news this week on the israel palestine war and really just got me thinking that you know uh, not about the the context because there's obviously a 100 150 years of context of you know a country that used to be called Palestine was then you know land was found for the 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 Jewish community and they were moved in at various points and Palestinians were displaced and there's obviously bad feeling and and arguments on both sides and this isn't really about
1: right or or
0: wrong I mean I I guess war I mean is is the famous song war what is it good for Uh, it's certainly not good for the people it's not good for the planet because you're throwing petrochemicals and, and, and metals and things around the place. <laughs> That's resources. not good. And it's certainly not good for the prosperity of people because you're destroying all their stuff and their businesses well, the, and their livelihoods. And,
1: and, and here's the economic um, uh, juxtaposition on that one is, hmm. of course, it is very prosperous for arms manufacturers. <laughs> they, they benefit yeah. quite a lot from an active war
0: yeah but um, I, guess...
1: I don't I think generally it's not a good good thing cuz they devastate economies i mean the, yeah israel's probably one of the most well funded well developed military forces in the world yeah. um as you saw there's a fantastic if not worryingly horrific picture of the anti missile um system batteries kicking in over a city so as palestine flings um missiles into a a built-up area, all of a sudden these things come up, build uh, basically a a wall or or bring the missiles down safer. Um, But yeah, I mean, horrific um, impact on on the country's economies.
0: You've got this militarised state, and on the other hand, life in Gaza is just about survival. So. Yes, yeah. there's, there's several, and I think there's one and a half million people in Gaza, and then obviously the West Bank, there's, there's many millions more. And for them, it's just about survival. It's just meeting their basic needs. Can I eat? Have I got somewhere to stay? You know, they're not thinking about is my car petrol or electric? Do I need to plant another tree? Are we polluting the planet? Those people are not thinking about those things at all. They're just trying to survive. And and I guess that's, you know, back to my question, you've got countries like Palestine, Israel, Jordan, Syria, Afghanistan, Congo, Zimbabwe, Bolivia, the list goes on and on, where those people are in conflict zones. they're just trying to survive. They're not thinking about sustainability or the future of our planet at all. They're just trying to live now. Yeah. And... Uh, so to be to honest,
1: my... they're, they're probably in that case not extravagant like perhaps the, the developed world is. They're, they're, their needs are
0: very simple, um, survivability, say yeah. food, roof, and, water. and therefore is sustainability just a rich world problem?
1: It, well, to be honest, it is. And the bizarre thing is, it's kind of the rich world that's bombing them, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, again, we, we're not trying to take a position on this, but it, it is a, a definitely odd fight between rich and poor yeah yeah. um and and uh, and and israel you know in theory are being incredibly wasteful as a richer more developed country i think
0: if anything that if we are taking any sides it's taking the side of the poor versus the rich because they don't have the ability to do anything about the sustainability issues that we discuss every week i mean we're incredibly fortunate we have the ability to record these things every week we have microphones and computers and the ability to put these things out yeah these people in these countries don't No, they've, they've got no ability
1: to affect and the, and the war the reporting of the this resurgence of war i think that this this latest war has been going on 54 years but obviously yeah. there's been a conflict between, as you said, yeah, yeah. hundreds of years, I would, I would possibly even say thousands. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, it, it's it's a long-standing thing. But the, the the area of of Israel, um, Israel's population is is not all Jewish. It's twenty five percent of it is non Jewish. Yeah, yeah, And so I I do wonder, you know, we do, again not taking sides, but you do, and there's a lot of chat about anti-Semitism. It could be very easy to fall into that. Mm. This is a religious thing, um, and I, you know, uh, again, we're not going to comment on that. But um, the, these uh, these are definitely the people issues yeah. here. Should be on our our mindset is what, what's good for the people, and what's good for the people is to not have a war. But nobody's been able to resolve
0: this conflict. No, and I, I guess all we're saying today is that big news is there's a war going on. Yeah, and. In light of a war, sustainability and the future of the planet isn't being considered. And I guess that's, no. the, that's the observation, really.
1: And, um, and should, the act, should the action be taken against Israel as the richer of the parties, um, as the knows. more developed nation, as the, as the thought?
0: Yeah. Anyway, another story which is um, uh, uh, not great is the, the spread of the India COVID variant, which is yeah. fast going to become the dominant variant in the world much as the one from the uk the kent variant is what it's called spread quickly around the world um yeah. the india one is the one that's that's uh, becoming um widespread and again um the the spread of covid is no carer about sustainability or the planet or people no, no, or how it gets from place to place you know it, it goes from India to the US to Australia to the UK yeah and it doesn't care whether the planes it's traveling on are using biodiesel or <laughs> dirty jet fuels it's it's not interested in you know the, the the good of the people or the future of the people or or what's going to happen to the planet after 2050 whether global warming is one and a half percent so again another massive story in the world that is taking no account of sustainability or the future yeah the and it,
1: i mean looking at the broader obviously we look at it we're just in the uk uh struggling out of a very very long lockdown which mm. and a very aggressive and successful vaccination program we've been very lucky really um uh, I think I do feel it's more luck than planning, but let's, let's go for the vote. <laughs> government's done a great job in vaccination. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's say that. Um yeah. um But the, there is a question in in my head now: is is that the problem with India is it's massive? What's it? One point three billion people in yeah, India, yeah. and once a var- uh, and what you want to create a nice set of variants, a nice really juicy variant, is to give it a huge breeding ground. And India yes. is it. Yes. Um and Uh, And so, you know, perhaps the the focus may not be on us, you know, being looking at ourselves and we vaccinate ourselves. And I'm kind of with them, you know, if we vaccinate ourselves, then we can perhaps send people to go do the vaccination programme effectively Mm. in other places. In the meantime, we're allowing breeding grounds to to carry on by not supporting other countries' vaccination programmes. Is that more of a people approach? Should we be considering that
0: it it makes for a more sustainable planet? Absolutely. The the, the politicians are saying the right words about sharing vaccinations. Mm. The actions aren't matching those words at the moment. I I guess (laughs) the actions that are becoming apparent is that um, we've got what we've got COVID. um, But our government in the UK and in the US and in other places is is focused on opening up and releasing lockdown, and is going, yay, everything's yeah, open, we're free, go outside, <laughs> eat, spend, consume, hug, hug. Yes, if you run have a business, have you hugged
1: anybody that's not in of <laughs> lately? Not, Mike? not
0: yet, but um, you know, if you've got a business, then go and spend, go and grow, go and get bigger and thing, and
1: yeah, and I guess it's, in all that conflict, news, that
0: in all that news, there's there's nobody saying hang on a minute let's maintain the progress we've made in the last 12 months because we have made progress yeah on reducing our consumption on reducing our emissions reducing our travel changing um, our buying habits changing our but so we've made fantastic progress but all the the messaging and what we're being told by governments and organizations is Go outside. Go back to what you were doing, and do it even more, because that's the way back to a recovery. Yeah, recovery of the economy, but not the recovery of the planet.
1: Or, or yeah, I mean, we we know that, and we reported right back in July that there had been this massive crash in um, uh, in emissions. Uh, hmm. It was colossal. I think at peak it was about fourteen percent drop from from what it would normally be. Um, but all reports would suggest we've returned to exactly what we were at the beginning of the pandemic in in the UK. To which yeah. point we've learned nothing. We've we've maintained nothing. In fact, this green recovery that everyone keeps talking about, or build back better, yep. as we will hear in the G seven G seven conference that's coming up in in June, um, it is is it, we're not building back better. We're just building back the same yeah um and there's no change the politics it's funny really because so conservatism is 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 not usually a spend
0: spend, spend. it's usually no, a save 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 so so what what you're saying is over the last 12 months and the last nine months or whatever we've been running the green elephant show we've learned that um we don't care about sustainability and that um we're just going to continue doing what we're doing
1: so that's it what a... it <laughs> feels like, isn't it? I mean, it just looks like, well, yeah, oh, yeah, it's amazing, reduced emissions. It was funny. Uh, somebody said to me, we, we thought there was a, a correlation back in the first lockdown. All the chemtrails disappeared from the sky because, obviously, all the planes mm. weren't going anywhere, and the weather was amazing. And Everyone kind of went, hmm, I wonder if... <laughs> and you had people thinking differently. I, I'm sure mm. there wasn't no significant well, impact on that, but... That-
0: Fantastic insight that we've learned nothing in 12 months. It's uh, <laughs> time to go on to uh, news in brief. First up, we have uh, the German government has agreed to tougher climate targets. And I think we're going to see more of this across uh, various countries in Europe, because we know that certainly in France and in other countries, the, the politicians, the governments have been taken to court over their uh, weakness on targets and then non-delivery of targets. Um, yeah, but um, German cabinet's agreed new law, um, which gives uh, a lot more money for additional spending, and um, yeah, is going to try and uh, reduce emissions targets. So I guess the money is the first thing, and then hopefully the um, the reductions will follow. So yeah, good good to see that tougher time it, time it, tougher climate targets are being agreed.
1: I'm it, that's what we yes, need. Absolutely. Um, uh, John Kerry uh, has faced <laughs> a, a little bit of a backlash from uh, a statement which suggests that uh, we need to rely on technologies that don't exist um, for, for stabilising the climate, which is, I understand what he's saying, you know, we're going to have to work hard to create new new technologies but essentially what they're saying is they don't don't need to go down the let's eat less meat thing or all the stuff that's going to be a bad political message let's go down the fact that technology is going to save the world and uh, and so yeah he's come at some significant um uh, feedback uh, or, or negative feedback which suggests that you know it's been very difficult. It's taken thirty to a hundred years to get from an uh, invention to getting any form of penetration into into affecting the world. Um but he he apparently in the next ten years we're gonna turn around and stack him inventions that are gonna revolutionise how we treat the climate uh and fix the climate.
0: Yeah. Well so- i I kind of thought Um, Damned if he doesn't, damned if he doesn't, of a John Kerry here. Yeah, (laughs) kryptonite. He's not Superman. (laughs) Being criticized. (laughs) Are they your teeth? (laughs) They are my teeth. Being criticized (laughs) for being optimistic. And I thought, well, if you're not optimistic, what do you want? Somebody that's going to be doom and gloom around the world all the time. And I kind of thought he he couldn't really win on that one. But um, yeah, some interesting points. Mexico, uh, Mexico City, it's not where you think it is. Um, in fact it could be it could be 65 feet lower down than where you think it is and maybe as much as 100 feet lower down if you're on the outskirts of the city Um, and this is just very real um, demonstration of climate change Mexico City is built on a a huge lake and there's loads of water aquifers uh, underneath the city and they've been draining all the water out and that, that leaves a gap and the city is sinking into that gap, so... Oh, wow! Um, so, essentially, they're sucking the water out under the Mexico City, and it's, it's 65 feet, and as much as 100 feet. That's not just like a couple of... I mean, that's significant. Wow. You just wonder how all the buildings and things are gonna survive that much of a drop. That, that collapse,
1: yeah. And that's you would not thought sucks. if it happens all of a sudden, then they get a real serious problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Yikes. Yeah, um, yes, indeed. Back to our climate. Uh, again um, a, a news piece uh, in the environmental leader uh, site talking about uh, one at least one fifth of the world's largest two thousand public companies um, yeah. who represent around about 14 trillion dollars of sales a year have committed to net zero targets now as we yeah. know we don't really know what net zero is so no. to to but so hopefully hopefully, there's some science behind this
0: regular listeners will have noticed we've stopped featuring stories of companies who are committing (laughs) to net zero because everybody's on that bandwagon at the moment uh, and
1: and there's no single definition of what net zero is so it makes it very difficult to commit to it to be Mm. fair Um, but what it is showing is that there are a lot of companies that are are committing to doing something to respond to the climate change let's put it that way and there are 700 cities around the world that have created and declared an emergency um, with regards to the climate, a climate emergency. And, and of course, B Corps, of which we are one of the uh, four, four and a half thousand that exist around the world, and 500 in the UK, who are, who have, uh, who have joined in on this. And, and the question is, should all organisations be declaring a climate emergency? And therefore, and the idea being, of course, if you declared an emergency in your company. You'd invoke some form of business um, plan. Yeah. Uh, you may not have thought of it yet, but you would at least put a strategy in place to do something. Um, and so there is a handy playbook you can all go have a look at if yep. you whether you're a B Corp or not. It's uh, done with yeah. the uh, Side Business School, University of Oxford, and B Corp, and you can sign in. And we'll have a link to that. Yep. Um, and
0: and this article yeah i mean guideline Our company have signed up so we'd encourage others to go and do so as well um amazon we've we've been uh, fairly um uh, not exactly positive about amazon in in past shows and some of their mm-hmm. behavior and, and in particular just the impact of such a huge um, corporation uh, around the world and their and their role in the world and their lack of tax and their business practices which you know are monopolistic and putting other people out of business but um it's a difficult one because on the on the other side of it the story this week is that amazon announced um a a 1 billion sustainability bond and um basically they're going to fund projects and invest in um renewable energy clean transportation sustainable buildings affordable housing so um one of the stories we've had in the past is about greenwashing and how to tell if a company's greenwashing. And and we always say if they're just saying one thing or if their actions aren't following through, then that's kind of greenwashing. But this is a bit more nuanced because, you know, we've got the downside of Amazon. But on on this side, you know, they've made big net zero commissions they're using or well, going to be moving to 100 thousand electric delivery vehicles they're moving to 100 percent renewable energy they're using you know low impact shipping they've made climate pledges they've set up various funds so they are they're walking the walk really on climate change in many respects mm. and so you've got it's real kind of seesaw of some really good stuff that amazon are doing yeah and then the big impact that they're having so interesting one
1: Yes yeah, it's, it's always it's a struggle to balance that one, isn't it because yep, they are yep. the biggest marketplace, and yep. it'd be nuts not to use them if you're selling products yeah um uh moving on to another huge company Exxon Exxon mobile or mobile never know whether to put the e on the end um yeah. they they they've been proven having a a company's gone through an organization's gone through and done a full study on all of their um, cutting edge propaganda <laughs> as it's so lovingly called uh to show that they don't really want to feel responsible for climate change Um, uh, so because they they think it's all our fault because we mm. use their products um which is an interesting approach to it and, a, and it's it's a fascinating read not going to go into it here but harvard um has has said that that the messages they put together be smart about your electricity use heat and cool your home efficiently it's all about you 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 it's not anything to do with Exxon's responsibility of providing <laughs> clean sustainable um, fuels to your home it's yeah. all about you running your home more efficiently or running your car or buying more efficient car um yeah, yeah. it's it's and that, and apparently the, I mean, it, the the story shows that they've been 40 years been realizing and there's a study dating 1992 i think it was that they published very obscure which said yeah we know we're responsible for climate change activities but it's the consumers fault because they buy our products essentially so oof, bad boys exxon yeah, um yeah you, you
0: well, know that that's worse than than Greenwater. yeah well something something else that has a Uh, an impact and isn't so great is is Bitcoin mining. And we've got a few stories on Bitcoin now um, because it's been in the news a lot this week. Um, One company, Green Ridge Generation Holdings, uh, has announced that it's going to operate carbon neutral Bitcoin mining. And I think we're gonna see more of these popping up over the next few months because it's notoriously energy resource hungry, the equivalent of a small country. I think it was Argentina uses is as much small energy small country, as, yeah. as, as bitcoin mining so um i think we're gonna this is the first i think of of several stories around reduction in energy usage
1: uh, yeah i'm reading a, another one here which is saying how power hungry is mm. um and it's mainly the power hunger comes from mining yeah. um and because china is developing country, country, many of the Chinese or much of the mining is done in China. 70 percent is suggested that the miners exist in China. It takes a lot of processing of computing, processing power. And of course, China, apart from using hydropower during the wet season uh, in the summer, the rest of the year they use coal. And we know that China is on a on a growth trajectory on coal for the next 30 years. Um so it's coal that is being burned to fuel bitcoin, which yeah. is and and seventy percent of that mining is is happening in and, and just
0: problem. just for listeners that don't know mining bitcoin involves running thousands tens of thousands of computers all the time to discover these bitcoins, so it's very energy intensive and um, and the
1: more it finds, the longer it takes to find the next one
0: yeah absolutely um and also staying on bitcoin this week um Tesla has decided to stop accepting bitcoin uh, as payment for its cars you used to be able to go and buy a tesla with your bitcoin but you can't anymore um uh, largely down uh, according to uh, the rumor mill um down to the carbon footprint of bitcoin so tesla have taken a stance saying bitcoin's too energy intensive too bad for the planet we're not accepting it as payment for for our cars and um For any of you that hold Bitcoin, you'll have realized that the price has gone down quite a lot in the week that Tesla stopped accepting it. So, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, that that was when they when they took it on, the price went up, didn't it, quite dramatically and carried on going up. So people were rubbing their hands together who own any Um, worrying. Uh, Planting a million trees in Tucson, so Tucson, Arizona, we know Tucson. We, we know Arizona very well from the famous documentaries involving Roadrunner and uh, Wiley Coyote. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, at a moment, so uh, fantastic uh, landscape that we're very aware of, but desert, all said and done. And so yep. the latest uh, mayor of Tucson, which is America's thirty-third largest city, okay, um, is uh, the first time a Latina mayor, and yep. she is planning to be- plant a million trees in the semi-arid desert um, to try and uh, reverse, or, or try and address some of the, the loss of habitats and they, they've lost migratory birds, well, They've lost great. pollinators. Perhaps,
0: perhaps she wants to have an, uh, a conversation with the, the University of Cape Town in South Africa, um, who uh, have done some uh, work, uh, research, um, because planting trees by the millions is now considered to be one of the main ways of reining in carbon emissions and tackling climate change. However, many of these tree planting campaigns are based on flawed science, planting in grasslands and other non-forest areas, maybe like the Tucson desert and prioritizing invasive trees over native ones. So not all land is meant to be forested and the easy, quick headline, quick fix of, oh, we'll just plant a load of trees and fix this is not the solution because trees need more water they're going to take water out the ground that doesn't have water and is going to do more damage than 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 good so i think it's it's a really good um a good indication as the last you know story was we had a you you should buy Bitcoin, you should not buy Bitcoin. You should be optimistic on climate tech. You should not be optimistic on climate tech. You should plant trees, you should not plant trees. All of these things, they need consideration. You should never take anything in the sustainability space at, at face value because it really depends. And just going with the, I call them sheeple, following the crowd on what we should do. Let's plant some trees. Let's yeah. get a mobile app that's going to plant a tree for everything you do. Is that really the best thing you can do, or not? Um, so,
1: I, that, it's a very tricky, tricky subject. As we know that they, is. the 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 world's a strange the way it works is a strange thing. we uh, there was a story some time ago where they reintroduced wolves into Yellowstone National Park. Yep. And, you know, all said and done, you're bunging a predator, you're bringing in something yep, right exactly. at the top of the food chain, which had been taken out by man. And what they did is they brought balance to the grasslands and helped water flow. And you kind of um, went, because they killed deer, and the yep. deer had been ripping the, the hell out of grasslands and killing trees. And so uh, they brought brought balance back. And I don't... What is that balance? I, d- yeah. I
0: just don't know how you well, work it out. that... Trot through the seesaw of sustainability brings us to the end of the news for this week. Um, and today, uh, we're talking about our service, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves this week, if we may. We don't talk about what we do when we're not doing the Green Elephant Show. Uh, we like you to... do
1: stuff whilst we're not doing the Green
0: Elephant Show. Well, <laughs> we, we we have a, a some some other activity that we do when um. we're not doing the show. Because obviously the show is the most important thing that we do, but no. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, we just thought listeners would be interested to know that, um, yes, we are very interested in sustainability as the show (laughs) hopefully makes clear. And we like to discuss these issues, but we also have a main business that we run, which is called Guideline. And we focus on simple, sustainable business. And... The, the first two things are the simple and the sustainable are, are, are key to the things that, that we do. And we, we, we do various services in uh, kind of regulation, compliance and technology principally. But simple business and making business simple is really at the heart of, of what we do. And I don't think that many people grasp when they're thinking about their business, how to run their business, what we're doing in our business, that mm. in many ways, simplicity is the route to solving the issues that you're facing in your business. We're very good at, and we're very good ourselves at overcomplicating things and, oh, okay. and doing <laughs> yeah. too much. But simplicity yeah. in, in many ways is, is, is the direction to go because it leads to sustainability. So you know, as, a, as an example... Uh, you know,
1: yeah, and I think it's worth discussing on the on the simplicity side. We are looking at the simplicity that embraces the complexity. Um, if you see what I mean, it, it's it's very it's, the simplest way of employing somebody is to just des- employ them and get on with it, um, and and see see how it goes and make sure you don't get sued. The, what you should do is address all of the things that mm-hmm. need to be done, but how do you do that in a simple way? And that's, that's yeah. how we, we try to work. Absolutely.
0: There are, there are things you have to do, systems and policies and processes you have to have in place, but what's the simplest way you can do that? Because the traditional approach to business in many areas is very verbose. It's very wordy, very resource-intensive, yeah. using much more IT and people and equipment than you need. I guess the first point is, if you do things as simply as you can you use less resource yes you use less equipment less technology fewer people yeah. and all of that reduced resource reduces your impact on the planet your business impact is reduced you do things simply and it just makes your impact less
1: it's cleaner it's leaner it's, yeah. it's, it's better and i kind of we we have got a set of values which is simpler mm. Better, happier together, and yeah. we do think that you know if if things if employees find how they're working uh, simple, um, it, it will produce better results, yeah. and therefore people will be happier. And we we like to think we do this in collaboration with people, not just apply our principles and say see how simple that is and walk away. Yeah, yeah. The idea is that we we develop a company into being simpler than at the core. Yeah. Um, and, and then try and and, and, and there is a lot of complexity in the world. There's you know, a lot of systems you end up being on Microsoft or Google Docs, you end up being on AWS infrastructure or working on Google or buy your own servers and shove mm. them in the corner of the room or whatever you do. Every single element of that needs a little bit of attention to work out is this the right product? Is this the right solution? Could I get it to work to better together? But I, but I
0: think this comes back to simplicity and clarity of purpose and we we do a lot in the systems and the process and the IT yeah. space because some of those systems you mentioned you we see businesses all the time they'll buy a system and then they'll only use part of it and they'll buy a separate system which does some of what they've already bought and then they'll have bought three systems and they don't work together and there'll be a gap of something that, that they don't do and they think well I need a system that does this bit in the middle or yeah you know they they have a process or an approach to customer service or something that they fundamentally believe in their business and they don't have a policy or a system to support it and really that's that's really what we do at Guideline. Mean, we kind of join these things together we make them clearer we make mm. them simpler we provide the right technology for the right scenario and and efficiently you know when you buy a Microsoft subscription you get a lot of things for your money and I would say 99 percent of companies don't use everything they get for their money with Microsoft. Yeah. and then they buy other systems that are just duplicating. What, why would you do that? It just doesn't make any sense, but people every business, and, yeah. every business we see does it. And that comes back to another point. If you are buying and um, working with all these different suppliers, you are perpetuating that perpetuating as a business, that consumer economy, you're consuming, you're buying, you're buying more and more. And back to buying more resources and using more resources, your impact is increasing. If you can just stick with what you need to do, with who you need to do it in the most efficient way, you reduce your impact on the the planet. So simplicity, clarity of purpose, and and back to what you said before, Russell, about people. If people have that simplicity and clarity, their mental health is so much better. They come into work... We know what we're doing. We know how we're doing it. We know where to put that note I've just taken. We know exactly where meeting notes go and how we do them. We know exactly which system is and which policy is. And therefore, we are happier. We are mentally better. And, you know, the business performs better because it's simpler.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think we we also are great proponents of simplicity from the very top as well. So it's very... Yeah easy for people employees especially in the larger business to look up and see a political semi-political with a small mm. p organization which is trapped into uh, habits that are archaic or policies that have been with them for 40 years and they've never bothered to change them even though the, uh, the, the, the problem is no longer there and uh, it, it so we do we do try and start at the very beginning with yep. companies and try and help them formulate policies that are clean and yep. lean and simple yes. and easy to understand and to consume because of course what we've been in companies haven't we Ooh. that that have policy estates so large that nobody's read them in no news. single person has ever read them
0: and nobody um, understands them
1: and there's overlaps and there's conflicts and there's disagreements
0: in but we've ways. got one so it's okay it doesn't matter we've yeah, got a policy, got a policy on that yeah. yeah what is the policy oh i don't know i don't know but i've got one yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, so that's a, a quick trot through what we do at Guidelines. So, if if you you're in an organisation or or you know you work somewhere where you think this is all too hard, this is all too complex, then you know we do systems. We we join up the gaps. We make things work together more clearly, more simply, and we get you the the best uh, leverage of your money and your resource. We do the rules we do lots of following rules regulations frameworks we do over 200 different ones and you know very we think uh, cost effectively and we join that up with your systems and your it and your policies and just make life easy so if that sounds like something that's interesting you then feel free to ask we're nice guys we're happy to talk to people for free and you know if you've got a problem with it i'd even go so far as to say we would delight in hearing your problem. That would be good enough for us. If we could understand more people's problems, that's all we want to do. We don't, not really interested in whether you're, you know, work with us or not, don't care. If we can understand more problems in the world, that will help us make the world simpler. Yeah. Um, So that's what we do at Guideline. And now it is on to uh, the fun time of the week and it is uh, fact or fake. Dun, dun, dun. How are you feeling this week about factor fakes? I this am so you...
1: confident, Mike. I, I am well, bursting with confidence.
0: That um confidence is about to destroy because this week we have three factor fakes from the Plastic Waste Makers Index Report, which is a report out this week, the Plastic Waste Makers <laughs> Index Report. So it runs off the tongue. It does, it trips off the tongue very easily. So, first up, according to the Plastic Waste Makers Index Report published this week. Ah. South Korea is the country that produces the most single use plastic per capita
1: um I've got a deeper nagging feeling that South Korea is actually quite good, but I don't know where I got that from or why so I'm gonna say that's a fake
0: okay it is a fake what What do you think is the the worst country per capita for producing single use plastic
1: oh per capita uh Oh, that, that's that's a toughie. But um, I'd be probably quite horrified. Um, is it European? Give me nope. a clue. No, nope. it isn't. Okay. Um, I have no idea. Anyway, I'm going to have to Australia.
0: go for Ooh, Australia. Is it? Oh, Australia. Australia is the worst per capita, <laughs> followed by US and then um, South Korea. So oh, South yeah, Korea's third. I didn't think not, I thought not it was... countries you think. So that's one. No. Um, Okay, so um, this report also talks about companies. Um, So, fact or fake, Royal Dutch Shell is the greatest single-use plastic waste polluter in the world. Royal Dutch Shell? Yeah, the petrochemicals company. Okay, so that is full name, is it? Royal Um, Dutch Shell is the greatest single-use plastic waste polluter in the world.
1: Hmm, I... I have no idea. I'm going to say true fact. It's
0: actually a fake. It's, oh. a, it's a company we discussed at ExxonMobil. Um, <laughs> vast, vast amount of, um, vast amount of waste. Uh, we did a report. We did company. a
1: thing yes last, last time, wasn't it? On plastic pellets, which is incredible. The amount of plastic pellets that are just spilled into the, yeah. Into yeah, the yeah, ocean. Yeah. Horrific.
0: Uh, so, Continuing on the, the, the companies uh, thing, it's one each at the moment, um, just 30 businesses are responsible for 55% of the world's plastic packaging waste. 55% 30. from 30 businesses. Um, you know,
1: part of me wants to think that's probably fake. It might be
0: even lower. Fake. It is fake. It's actually twenty businesses, twenty, and mainly petrochemical companies like Exxon, like Shell, are responsible for fifty-five percent. Just twenty companies of the world's plastic packaging. Waste. They
1: really need to be brought to task, don't they, yeah. on this? But nobody wants to hit the big petrochemicals because they, they don't. can hurt us where they're in our gas tanks. Absolutely.
0: Mm. Yeah, there we are. That's it for fact or fake for this week. <laughs>
1: Now we have this week's Play Your Carbon Right. So, Mike, we ended last time, uh, two weeks ago, actually, wasn't it? Because um, we, it was? we, had a, we had an impromptu week off last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, we ended uh, last time's show with one year's consumption of bread for an average person. OK. And so this week, oh, is this higher or lower? Four watt kilo four. Sorry, I can't speak. Four watts. No, <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> a four kilowatt array of photo photovoltaic panels after two years of use. So this is a tricky one. So how much does it bring the, to bring a four kilowatt array of photovoltaic panels to your roof, and then minus how much it's going to save you. uh Is that higher or lower than a year's consumption of bread for an average person? I think it's
0: lower because the bread was a ridiculous number. It's lower.
1: Well, the bread was 250 kilos. Yeah, I remember being stupid. And the two-year-old four-kilowatt array of photovoltaic panels is 2,600. So uh, it takes a lot to build these things. And so it takes a bit to recover... Um, a voltaic cell. So we're we're up at two thousand six hundred kilos. That's where we're at. Okay. So one is ton that, is
0: that? That's less than the two hundred and fifty
1: thousand kilos. No, two hundred and fifty kilos uh, OK. to two thousand six hundred kilos. Ten times more. Um, so uh, because I wanted to get you up into the bigger bigger figures. So. Uh, uh, And what we got now is one tonne of global average steel that is 25% recycled. So to produce some steel that can then be used in manufacturing, one tonne that's generally done. There are other companies that countries that do more recycling. Is that higher or lower than a four kilowatt array of voltaic cells after two years of use?
0: Uh, I'm going to say it's higher it's lower
1: okay it's 1800 kilos 1. 1.8 tons metric tons of co2 for a ton of global average steel so last one uh, and it's right. going to be your your pity one really right a heart bypass operation is that higher or lower than the 1 ton of global average steel
0: I've got no idea. It depends what you include, isn't it, really? I'm going to go higher. Ah,
1: and you're Just right. You're right. Sorry. It's 2,300 kilos, 2.3 tons. Um, uh, presumably, because of the, the power and the amount of resource it takes to actually uh, undertake an operation of this type. So, yeah, I unfathomable. that's obviously a UK operation. So, uh, other countries might be might be less. You never know.
0: Okay, and that ends our our play your carbon right. And finally, before we go, um, ghost forests span across the southern US coastline from Louisiana to Maryland. They're named for their ghostly scenery Uh, pale trunks, no leaves, no sign of life. Um, drowned, these trees have been uh, drowned in water, um, and it's the salt water rise that, um, uh, kills them and makes them go like this. However, um, it increased the amount of carbon dioxide released. Um, so trees that have been poisoned and killed by salt water are emitting greenhouse gases known as tree farts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and the scientists said, that I love this quote, even though these standing dead trees are not emitting as much as the soils, they're still emitting something, she said. Even the smallest fart counts... <laughs> It was
1: one that, you know, if you can imagine, imagine writing up your academic (laughs) documentation saying, yes, I'm studying tree farts in uh, fossilised, saltwater fossilised trees,
0: I love that. Even the smallest fart counts. And with that... Yeah, it does. Uh, with, um, I'm holding one in right now. With that life-changing contribution from the scientific community. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, then maybe go and give a tree a hug. But also, do go and visit the show page at greenelephant.show. There you can find links to all the stories we discussed um, and find links to us on all the usual podcast providers. Uh, so please do go and visit and remember to click five stars in your podcast review as this makes the trees grow faster. And it will <laughs> help us keep you entertained. Mark, Mark so, <laughs> so hopefully we'll see you at Green Elephant Show or on social media at Green Elephant. Pod. But until next time, thanks for listening. And we hope you have a sustainable week. Bye.